podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite Wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Boys. Come on, boys. It's gonna be May. The boys are back. And it is May. So you have probably, at this point, already seen the Justin Timberlake It's Gonna Be May meme a million times. Because when you're listening to this, it'll be March 2nd. But hey, who doesn't love... The good old classic memes. You got Justin Timberlake. You got the old uh, somebody wake Green Day up, you know, on September 1st. Who doesn't love those memes? I know I do. I know Chauncey does. He's panting a little bit. He's tired. We just went on a nice long walk. We barked at squirrels. And now it's time to talk to you guys. Because it was a massive, it was a massive really long weekend in K-State sports. It was probably when, when when you take what happened with the NFL draft, and you had three massive visitors for football or for basketball. You had a pretty big visitor for football. You know, it was a pretty big weekend. We're gonna we're gonna touch on all of it. Um, I will say this: we're gonna have uh, I'm gonna have the mom pod next week. And I'm going to try something different. Um, I'm going to ask, it's not a full-blown Q&A question. I'm, I'm going to have just kind of a show where I talk with my mom like we do every year uh, for the show the day after Mother's Day. And then again, here, here's the reminder. Uh, go out to the Hallmark store, buy your mom a Hallmark card, buy her some flowers, whatever. Mother's Day's on Sunday. Um, if you have a baby's mama, get her something as well. So just here's your reminder, Mother's Day is on Sunday. Uh, so ask a question. Ask either questions where it's, okay, you want me to ask my mom. It can be about sports. It can be trying to embarrass me, hear stories about young Scott Wildcat, whatever. If you have a story, tweet it at Scott Wildcat or Bosco's Boys. If you have something you want me to ask my mom on the mom pod. So that's going to be next week. And then as always, we're going to have the live show Wednesday, 7 p.m. on ColorCast. Wednesday, 7 p.m. on ColorCast. We had a massive crew this past Wednesday, and it was it was a lot of fun. We had a full stage. We had a full chat. You know, we had, I think, close to I think 65, 70 people in and out during that hour. Um, we had a full nine on stage the entire time, and then a lot of folks, like I said, between 50 and 60 at different points of that show, uh, over there in the chat, just enjoying listening live, interacting with each other. Because even if you're not up on stage, the chat is a fun time. So check it out. Wednesday, 7 p.m., ColorCast app. Uh, just keep your eyes peeled to at Scott Wildcat and at Bosco's Boys for that. Um, and then, of course, A1, you know, scoop and score is what I like to call it, from Athletic Greens. Go to athleticgreens.com slash sports drink with your first purchase of the A1 sport. Uh, uh, Athletic Greens Powder. 
which is how I start every morning. You get five free travel packs and a year supply of vitamin D droplets. That is athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. All right, we're going to start... We're going to start with the NFL draft because, and this is, honestly, this is what's wild about football in America and really wild about the NFL that it is going on at the end of the regular season, the playoff push in the NHL. It's going on, you know, baseball's in full swing. The NBA are in the playoffs. And it is what dominates every single sports talk show on the radio on podcasts on tv the power of the nfl draft is absolutely wild and i i think it just kind of proves how much in america that football is king and i i quite frankly don't think any other sport is even close it's not even close when 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 your your league's draft dominates the playoffs in the NBA, which everyone tries to say the NBA is growing, yada, 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 dominates it. And you don't hear anything about like the NH, even in NHL markets, they're not talking about, you know, Pittsburgh isn't talking about their, you know, seeding and getting ready for the Stanley Cup playoffs. They're talking about Kenny Pickett staying in town and going to the Steelers. Uh, and you get almost no national baseball talk. I, I just think it is, it, it's, it's not anything that I've learned for the first time, but I think it's exemplified every year, you know, around the NFL draft and then the NFL schedule release, that how much the NFL dominates and football dominates the sports culture and the sports uh, attention span in America these days. Absolutely wild. But we do have a lot to talk about when it comes to the NFL draft and the K State Wildcats. So, um, it was very interesting. There are different corners of the fan base that when you talk about Skylar Thompson's um, prediction, whether there, he was going to get drafted or not, and ultimately I think it really fell along the party lines of what is Skylar Thompson. Again, uh, we, we've spent, what, we've been doing this for four years. We've basically spent the entire time talking about how there's a large segment of this fan base that did not appreciate and did not celebrate and did not really uh, give Skyler Thompson the credit he ever deserved. And in the build-up to the NFL draft, it of course reared its ugly head, where you have the Skyler detractors saying, I'd be shocked if he got drafted. I'd be shocked. There, there were some people who were trying to say he wouldn't even be a free agent pickup, which is asinine. Um, and that sucks. It sucks. And again, he, he has now moved on, and now that was kind of like the final time I think that debate is going to ha- happen. But I think any of these uh, stupid comments about how, oh, Jake Waters was better and all this type of stuff, I think he can finally, finally be put to bed. Skylar Thompson gets drafted in the seventh round by the Miami Dolphins. And for him personally, and again, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this, but I'm just going to say this. You know, <laughs> they're a team that isn't sold on Tua. I don't think it would be wild if you saw Skylar Thompson starting a game in the NFL this year. But I was so happy to see him get drafted. And yes, it was in the seventh round. And then, you know, towards the end of the draft, Russ Yeast gets drafted. So K-State coming in with two NFL draft picks. And I'm going to talk about why each of those 
have a massive impact. But K-State fans need to hope that they can build on that for next year's draft. First off, Skylar Thompson, again, he is the third straight anointed starting quarterback under Chris Kleiman who has been drafted. You had Carson Wentz. You had uh, uh, Stick. Both at North Dakota State. And he recruited Trey Lance, but Trey Lance never really started for Chris Kleiman. Now you have Skylar Thompson. So much of quarterback recruiting is about, can you get me to the NFL? And Coach Kleiman, in recruiting quarterbacks, he was able to point back to the guys that they identified and played. You know, he played Carson once. He played Easton Stick. He recruited Trey Lance. And people who would go up against K-State and recruiting quarterbacks and say, oh, that's all fine and dandy. But they, he, he, that was all at North Dakota State. He came in and Skylar Thompson was a guy who the previous coaching staff wouldn't even give the reins to over Alex Delton. We don't have to relive all of that, but it's whatever. He was also a guy who had two bad injuries under this coaching regime. He only had one real clean season. It was a great season. Very underrated season. But even with all that adversity, and even after all the stuff that folks tried to detract from Skylar Thompson, he still gets drafted. And again, being able to put that on the graphic, you know, hey, our last starting quarterback just got drafted. The last three to play for Coach Kleiman got drafted. The last four that Coach Kleiman has anointed as the next guy have all been drafted. And being able to finally put a wildcat on that list is massive. It is no... I mean, you'd have to be under a rock as a K-State fan to not know that we are going head-to-head with some pretty big programs for Avery Johnson. You know, a top 100 type player the number two dual threat quarterback in the nation, the number one player in the state of Kansas. It's a national recruitment. Now being able to say, hey, look, we did that with Skyler. We only had him for one season where he was completely healthy. Look at what we did at North Dakota State with healthy quarterback. Just imagine what we could do with you. That has to resonate. You know, That sort of track record means something when you're recording quarterbacks. That's the most important position in all of college football. They've already recruited pretty well. You know, they got Jake Rubley, which, good recruiting profile. Who knows what he's ever going to be able to do. Say what you want about Will Howard, but that was a legitimate recruiting win. Adrian Lara, another Power 5 recruiting win. We've been recruiting quarterbacks very well, but can you take it up to the next level? Because here's another thing about quarterback recruiting in college football. It's the only spot on the field where Alabama and Georgia can't take the top two kids. You know, you're not going to see two four-stars or better going to the same school in the same class. That makes quarterback the one position in college football where you can legitimately compete for a blue chip prospect year in, 
year out, even if you aren't one of those power programs. So if Coach Kleiman is now able to stack now three draft picks in a row for his starting quarterbacks, that's going to resonate. And if you have blue chip quarterbacks coming through your offense, that's going to give you a great chance to not only attract maybe not blue chip type talent, but some pretty solid skill players, running backs, tight ends, wide receivers. If you consistently are bringing those quarterbacks in. And that is the biggest thing that K-State football can do and start really capitalizing on to take things to the next level. So hopefully they can parlay this recent success, really get it into Avery Johnson's you know, head and say, hey, look, you come here, you succeed here, you're going to be an NFL draft pick. And that's massive. The other thing that I think is a pretty big deal is Russ Yeast getting drafted. Now, this is a guy who was productive at Louisville. It's not like he was some scrub, because he definitely was not that at Louisville. But he wasn't anywhere on NFL radars. He wasn't seen as this, oh man, he's a game-changing player when he transferred to K-State. But we were able to take in a grad transfer. We were able to have him, help him find a way to succeed. Become first-team All-Big 12. Give him the skill set that he not only can play safety, but he can play nickel corner, even slide into that jack linebacker position as well. Showcase his talent. Get him to a uh, draft All-Star game. And then get drafted. Now you get to tell all these defensive backs in the transfer board, these grad transfer trans or uh, grad transfer defensive backs, and say, "Hey, look! If you only have one year left in the NFL, why not come here where we showcase our defensive backs? We'll help you go to the Senior Bowl. We'll help you get to the Shrine Bowl. Then you're going to ball out and you're going to get drafted." Shout out to Chauncey, who's still tired from that walk. But being able to tell these stories, being able to show these tangible examples of how K-State helps you get to that next level, is so massive for recruiting. And that's something that we've been missing. You know, we didn't have anyone drafted last year. And, you know, we used to have that streak. And two players isn't going to change the narrative, but it helps kind of laying the foundation and putting Chris Kleiman's stamp, his purple stamp on the NFL draft. Now, next year could be a massive year. And and I'm going to stress to K-State fans that if it comes to fruition where Cooper Beebe decides to uh, leave and go to the NFL draft, if Deuce Vaughn decides to leave and go to the NFL draft, believe it or not, Daniel Green still has two years of eligibility. If he decides to go to the NFL draft, if Echo Boydo or Julius Brents decide to go to the NFL draft, if if Duke or Felix decide to go to the NFL draft. Yes, it's going to suck and it's going to hurt the team for 2023, but getting these guys into the NFL, stacking up those NFL draft pick numbers, being able to point to guys that came and were recruited by the staff or developed under the staff and say, hey, look what we can do for you. That is what's going to elevate and take this recruiting 
to the next level. And recruiting is the lifeblood of college football. And not just the high school kids, but the portal. And being able to do it with transfers. Being able to do it with your homegrown guys. We're already seeing an elevation. Pardon the you know Tang word, elevation. We've already seen it uh, this year in recruiting. K-State is competing and really taking things to the next level. Shout out to the staff and Taylor Bratt especially. We've seen it start to increase. But when we're about to go to this new dawn of the Big 12, where Cincinnati just put like eight dudes in the NFL, you know, and that's not everything. And again, we kicked LSU's ass in the bowl game. They had a bunch of NFL draft picks. Iowa State has all these draft picks. They only won seven games. That's not the end-all, be-all. But being able to attract the higher-level talent is going to help you compete. And when you're going into this new dawn of the Big 12, it's so important to hit the ground running. And being able to capitalize on Skyler getting there, getting a transfer DB and Russ Yeast into the NFL, that's massive. And you really need to hammer it home next year. And hell, I'll say this right now. Adrian Martinez is healthy for all 13 games next year. At least 13 games. That's why I'm going to say at least 13 games. Then he's going to find himself on these NFL draft boards as well. And when we're sitting in April next year and we're having these live shows and we're having these conversations surrounding the NFL draft... I'm hoping we're going to be talking about not sneaking in two guys, but maybe looking at five or six guys. Because I think the 2022 football season is going to be very special. We need to enjoy it. And hopefully it catapults some of our guys, our dudes, into the NFL. And then that's just the beginning of this new purple wave of NFL guys. And I think we have some real talent. So I, I think that's going to be happening. But I was so happy to see those guys hear their name called. Now, uh, undrafted free agents, at least as of time recording, it sounds like Josh Revis and Ben Adler are going to the New York football giants and Timmy Horn getting signed by the Atlanta Falcons. Hopefully, I think Josh Revis finds a way on the 53, man. I'd love to see Ben Adler and Timmy Horn maybe find practice squad. Um, not very confident in that. Still waiting to hear what happened with Reggie Stubblefield. Hoping he can get in a rookie mini camp, maybe a training camp as well. We'll try to keep you guys updated as we go along. Now let's talk basketball recruiting. But before we do, again, 7 p.m. Wednesday, ColorCast. We're going to be going live. We're going to be able to talk about some basketball recruiting. We're going to be able to talk about basketball roster building. Maybe we'll hear some football recruiting news by then. Some pretty big news. Hopefully. Maybe not. We'll see. So join us. 7 p.m. ColorCast. And again, athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Scoop, shake, score. A1. And then you get five free travel packs and a year supply of vitamin D droplets. We had three massive... And honestly, at this point, every every visit is massive. But we had three recruits on campus this long weekend for basketball. Dorian Finister, uh, he's a wing-type guy from Louisiana. You had Sean Phillips, 
top 50. He's like a 7-foot or 6'10", 6'11", 7-foot center from Arizona. And Naquan Tomlin, a top 10 Juco player who's like 6'8", 6'9", played a lot on the wing. I think he's going to be the four for us. So if you're on Twitter, and I know the vast majority of folks are on Twitter who listen to the show, but we got confirmation that they scored two of the three. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say I know this for 100% fact, but a lot of the context clues would say it's Dorian Finster and Naquan Tomlin. And Sean Phillips apparently had a pretty good visit. And now... I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh my gosh, these are the biggest pickups of all time. I mean, because Dorian Finister, he had like a Houston offer, maybe a Texas A&M offer, but he's not a blue chip guy. I don't think, I don't even think he was like ranked by rivals, but you can see where he fits into the Jerome Tang equation. He's a long guy. He's an athletic guy. He's the perfect type of player that you want playing the two or three for the defense that Jerome Tang runs. And Naquan Tomlin, this crazy long guy who I think predominantly played the three at his junior college. He, I, I think he's going to play more four for us. He can stretch the field or court. He can hit the shot. He's athletic. Again, fits it. That was a legitimate recruiting win. Texas Tech wanted him bad. St. John wanted him bad. Xavier wanted him bad. So you had a Big 12 recruiting win, and you had a lot of high mid-majors as well. Now, Sean Phillips, not yet. I'm still holding out hope there. But again, you get two guys, again, to commit on the visits, and that is massive. We've had five guys visit. You've gotten three commitments. The other two are still up in the air. The other one with Antoine Davis. And I think that is awesome. And I am pumped for how well they are connecting and hitting on these visits. But I do think it is important. Oh, and sorry, my, my math was wrong. They're four of six. Four of six. Because they have Colbert and Cam Carter. Along now with Finister and Tomlin. And you have Taj Manning coming in. And you still have Ish. And you have Marquise Noel. And I like the way this roster is shaping up. I really do. I, I think that you have a lot less dead weight than what the last few years under Bruce Weber had. You have guys who are being picked up to specifically fit into a system. They have a specific role and a prototype that they are going to fit into. So I think that is all great. But I think that there has been some valid criticism, not only how the fans have reacted, but also some of the media, and myself included, while there are some good pieces that have been picked up, there still is yet to be a legitimate game changer. A legitimate, let's throw a party, let's throw a parade type recruiting win. 
You know, and I, I think it is very refreshing. Very refreshing that fans are pulling in the right direction. This is not me criticizing fan reaction, media reaction, or even my own reaction. Because I think this is way healthier as a fan base. Us all getting excited. And hell, you're you're building a new team almost from scratch. It is exciting. Every addition is exciting. You know, this is something that we have never seen as K-State fans. Hopefully, we will never have to see again. And when you have 13, you have to fill 13 scholarships, not every single one of them is going to be a blue chip and not every single one of them is going to be a proven commodity. But we still haven't seen this massive pickup. You know, Antoine Davis would fill that role that Nigel Pack left open. Sean Phillips would be the best recruit we've gotten since Wally Judge, our first top 50 player since Wally Judge. Those are these massive wins that I think we still have yet to see the staff get across the finish line. And I want to, and I need to see them do it soon. And now this isn't some ultimatum. I'm not going to decide I'm not going to get season tickets or anything like that. But if if we want to have the type of season next year that I think K-State fans are hopeful for, we still need to see a next level of guy that they bring in. Now, here's the good news. Today is May 1st when I'm recording this. There are a lot of dudes who can fit that description in the transfer portal right now. And then there's Julian Phillips, who again, I believe the story is, is visiting K-State on May 6th. Maybe it's May 7th. I think it's May 6th. I think he gets to town on Friday. And that would be the biggest recruiting win since Michael Beasley and Bill Walker. That's a five-star. So there's still plenty of guys to go out and get that can fit what we need, that can fit that real difference maker, that can be those blue chip guys, those proven commodities that I think we still need to see to be going around and saying, oh, this is a tournament team. Now, Tomlin is pretty damn close to that. He's a top 10 Juco guy. It's a legitimate recruiting win. I don't know if it's public knowledge yet, but there's another kind of high-profile junior college guy, former four-star, I think according to 247, top three Juco guy. So you have a lot of folks who you can go out and get. You know, you have uh, Gibson from Oklahoma. There's that North Texas connection with Jareem Downing. Can we get involved with him? You know, his three-point shooting looks a lot like Nigel Pack. There's guys that you can still go after and pick up that can fill that. This is not me panicking. But I do think we need to be honest with ourselves and say, hey, look, this is a great start, but we still need to take it to that next level to be confident that you can get back to the tournament next year, that we can make some noise next year. Because I think ultimately that's what we all want. So we're going to have to stay tuned. And and I got to say, K-State Online has been covering recruiting 
under the Tang era amazingly. They've been able to uncover everything. Right when those, you know, Tang signals go out, and if and if you're on Twitter, follow Jerome Tang when he tweets out hashtag email with the picture or in the gif of him saying it's a great day to be a Wildcat, that means he just gotta commit. And all the coaches are doing funny gifts. It's, it's a lot of fun. So if you, if you don't want to wait until the commitment video goes out, Casey Online has had that information for everyone. And now, I'll say this. It's not stealing inside information uh, with it being Tomlin and uh, Finister because Sean Phillips straight up tweet, tweeted out he's not committed. So that was my one plus one equals two. But here's the thing. KCI Online had that all the way back on Thursday. and had it on Friday. So if you want to be four or five days ahead of everyone else, check out my friends over at KCI Online. So it's it's big time. It's big time. Um, football recruiting is also getting pretty hot. They hosted a junior college cornerback. Uh, who's actually committed to Hawaii, had a great visit, looks like, from Twitter. He's still going to visit West Virginia. Hopefully, you get some good news there. Again, you have a couple other prep kids that I think are getting close to committing. I think it's going to be a wild week. But again, here's the thing. It's now officially spring and summer portal season for football. They still have to fill five to seven more portal guys there. So it is going to be heating up. Football recruiting as well. But since we are also in May, we're going to get a little bit more wacky with our shows. We're going to have uh, some of the uh, trivia contests coming back. We're going to have the mom pod uh, in June. We're going to have dad pod. We're going we're gonna to get back to some of that off-season stuff. But if, if some big-time news drops, you guys know me. I'm not afraid to do a little bit of extra bonus shows. And we have the midweek shows as well. We have you covered here at Bosco's, boys. But I think that's probably all, you know? It's an efficient show. I feel like there wasn't a lot of filler. That was pretty good. Short and sweet this week. Again, two big basketball pickups. The assumption is, the assumption is it's Naquan Tomlin. And Dorian Finster, still waiting to hear on Sean Phillips, still waiting to hear on Antoine Davis. Got Julian Phillips coming in this week. I think we're going to hear some Rodney Perry news this week. Maybe some other coaching staff stuff for basketball. So it's good times. It's good times. Again, I'm going to wrap up and say Mother's Day is on Sunday. To all of you who have a baby mama out there, get her a little... Mother's Day card, get one for your little ones. Sign their name on there for them. Get your own mama card. Get it in the mail by Wednesday. It's also Nurses Week. Tell a nurse you you know, thank you for all the work they've done, especially during this pandemic. Again, no free ads, but send a card. It's the biggest little thing you can do. As long as the U.S. Postal Service doesn't lose it. So, yeah. Big week for telling those uh, who make a difference in your life how much you care for them. We love you guys here at Bosco's Boys. Unconditional love coming from this side of the microphone. 
to the best podcast fans in the in the world. And I promise you, no matter what's going on in the world, Grant is going to be at the cat head and he's just there waiting for you. Hail to the purple, hail to the white, wild cat in spirit, wild cat in fight. Hail alma mater from sea to sea. State Wildcats for alma mater fights. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be a fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Fight, 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 fight. UK State Wildcats for alma mater fight, 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 fight. Podcast Network.